Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it, we're short of brown or round or we're queer I've got a feeling we are on to something here Francis White and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we pillage the globe for all the funny foibles, idiotic idiosyncrasies and curious quirks of the human race. This is the show in which we find out why every culture has a Noah and the Flood style legend but never find out why we can't cooperate on climate change. (laughs) (laughs) To laugh through the threat of looming extinction, please welcome the most functional human beings we could find, comedians. On my left, playing for downward-facing mates, Felicity Ward and Sindhu V. And on my right, playing for Arashmic Outcasts. Have I said that correctly? No. Okay. (laughs) And on my right, playing for Arashmic Outcasts. Closer. (laughs) Radhu Isaac and Avery Edison. Panelists, what makes you diverse? Uh, so first of all, Radu Isaac. I'm a Romanian, and I've been talking with my dad lately, and uh, I get the distinct feeling that he's proud of me. <laughs> that makes me feel all sorts of diverse inside. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Avery Edison, how are you diverse? I'm a transgender woman, which basically means I'm like a typical woman, but 40% more inspirational. <laughs> Um, and I don't have to sit down when I go to the toilet. <laughs> Although I do, and I am right now. <laughs> Why 
they called Arashmik outcasts? Arashmik outcasts. So, Arashmik basically means small town in Romania, and we're both from small towns. I'm saying it right, aren't I? Arashmik. Hmm? Can you do Orash? Orash. Yeah. <laughs> Orash. Meek. No, I can still hear your accent. You're still not perfect. <laughs> this isn't a Romanian lesson, Rabbi. No, <laughs> absolutely. It's not, but uh, as long lucky. as we're talking about it, it might as well get it right. So come on, again, Deborah. <laughs> this is like a really weird Eastern European My Fair Lady. <laughs> and I just want to say, Deborah, don't worry if we get it wrong, because he's from Romania. Like, how many people are you going to disappoint? <laughs> I just want to say, Radu, I know you, and it's fine. I mean, like, if you were getting Hindi wrong, I'd be like, dude, that's about a billion people. (laughs) Sure, no, I do see that. I'm disappointing fewer people on my right-hand side than I'm on my left. (laughs) And downward-facing mates, why are you called downward-facing mates? Downward-facing comes from yoga, and yoga comes from India. There you go. And was downward-facing dog, but I didn't want to be called a dog. (laughs) So I'll put in my... It's worked out well. Because it's Australian. Uh, Felicity Ward, how are you diverse? Well, I'm 40% less inspirational than Avery. (laughs) I am... (laughs) Someone cheering sis then. (laughs) Yes, for the mainstream! I, um... I am a woman. We're not technically a minority, but we get treated like one. Um, I am mentally ill. (laughs) I mean, I'm really scraping here. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Is the short answer? Uh, I think we're all mentally ill, though. We're comedians. I, so. No, that is a generalisation. I've done a documentary about it. I can really talk oh, to you about okay. it. Yeah. And Sindhu V, how are you, diverse? I'm an Indian whose parents are one is from the north and one is from the south, which is very, very rare. They don't really like each other, which makes sense because my mother cannot stand my dad. Uh, you, when you say north and south, you mean of India, not like Manchester and Cornwall? No, no, yeah. of India. So my mother is from Uttar Pradesh um, and my father is a Tamilian. So uh, I grew up just lying to people. Um, and I just said I was a Bengali. I think also one of the very diverse things about me is I might be one of the few Indian women who has taken on a linguistic challenge from a Romanian man. <laughs> Can I ask Sindhu a question? Did you say your dad's Tamilian? He is. If he was to make a million dollars, would he be a Tamillionaire? <laughs> well, I tell you what, if my dad was to make a million dollars, my mother would like him more. <laughs> I'm Deborah Francis White, and I'm diverse because I have dual citizenship between Britain and Australia, and I have to confess that if Andy Murray and Leighton Hewitt are playing tennis, I'll cheer for Andy Murray. (laughs) And making sure all the scores are added properly and all the jokes have the citations needed, welcome in Pedant's Corner, Ned Sedgwick. Hello. Ned, have you had any global conversations recently? I have actually, Deborah. I was doing a pub quiz the other day and at the end of it, a Mexican friend came up to me and asked me why the English find it fun to go to a bar and do an exam. have an answer. And making sure all the notes are played in almost always the right order, the melodious Mark Hodge. (laughs) On every episode of Global Pillage, our hive mind creates a jingle unique for the show. Could you please stand up if your name starts with A, B, B flat, C, D, E, F, F sharp or G? And then Mark will point at you. Uh, You, sir. 
Gabriel. I'll take a G from Gabriel. Diane. A D, a nice strong D from Diane, thank you very much. It's very good. Clemmy. Clemmy. Oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? Well done, Clemmy. Your parents thought ahead. <laughs> Felicity. Oh, that's all right as well. Well done. Well done legend Miss. name, mate. Legend. <laughs> Andy. Hmm. No, it's hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so do you emotional. want another name, Mark? No, it's all right. What's the scores, please, Ned? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all right. Thank you. First up is our themed round. <laughs> and this week, we'll be grilling our teams on the subject of teeth. Let's hope they've been brushing up on their knowledge. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the hive mind can buzz in after both teams of comedians have answered. So the first question is, how is an Argentinian rugby player like a Swiss army knife? Downward facing mates. Got heaps of arms. Uh, he <laughs> heaps of arms, good, but the question is about teeth. Sharp arms. <laughs> <laughs> that chew well. I like what you're thinking. I like what you're thinking. It is a teeth round. Okay. Before we commit to that, can I say that I don't think that I understood the question? <laughs> yeah, could you just actually... And if you could repeat it once, maybe that would be beneficial to my teammate mm. that I'm definitely bringing down at the moment. <laughs> How is an Argentinian rugby player like a Swiss army knife? And it's to do with teeth. Is it to do with teeth? Strong teeth arms? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, Arashmik outcasts. I don't really know, so what I'd like to do is short sell my answer and get points if we get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it quite works like that. If it helps, I can put all my wrong answers into a trench and label them triple A <laughs> answers. This is really topical 2008 <laughs> crisis humour. I don't follow rugby, but I know this. It's to do with, uh, you know, how the New Zealanders do the haka dance? Mm -hmm. uh, Argentinians, to intimidate the New Zealanders, they basically open like a bottle of beer before the, with their teeth, and then the haka dance seems like a dance. Ah. <laughs> I actually do have a real answer. Like the Swiss Army knife, they've never actually been used by the Swiss Army in war. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to throw to the hive mind now. Hive mind, how is an Argentinian rugby player like a Swiss army knife? A red mouth guard. A red mouth guard. Club covered by a mouth guard, the same colour as a Swiss army knife. Ah, uh, so they've got a Swiss army coloured mouth guard. They can open bottles with their... <laughs> That's what we said. They can open bottles with their mouth. Okay, very similar to Raju's answer. <laughs> they can open letters with their mouth guard. They can open letters with their mouth guard. Okay, all right. If it's a red Swiss Army coloured mouth guard, buzz now. If it's open bottles with their mouth, buzz now. If it's they Thank can you open, very much. If it's, if it's they can open letters with their mouth, buzz now. In fact, they have bottle opener teeth. This is true. Argentinian's rugby union is sponsored by Salter Beer and they designed an implant for players who had lost teeth during the game, which also serves as a bottle opener. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it looks like a 
a regular tooth but has a groove in the middle for your beer bottle, three players have had the procedure so far. Yep. So. And ten of them are in Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> exactly. So what's the score? It's please. Well, I was <laughs> Ned, is this true? It Have is, you yeah, seen any there's, there's a YouTube video of them actually getting these implants put in, and it is just as disgusting as it sounds. <laughs> it is really vile. But it isn't the first tooth-based publicity stunt. There was an American in 1892 who renamed himself Painless Parker to get round the law against calling tooth extraction painless. So he was like, oh, I'm a painless dentist, because that's literally my name. And he used to uh, pull people's teeth out on stage. Wow. It's part of a show, yeah. Wow. So maybe we could get some kind of teeth-sponsored situation going well, on here. Yeah. <laughs> what would you be prepared to have in your mouth for global pillage? <laughs> uh... Well, actually, actually, have you heard of tatif? You can tattoo oh, your yes. teeth. And I would love to have the flag of every country on my teeth, because I'm that liberal. <laughs> Can I just say, I just checked, the trade didn't go through with my broker, so we do still get the points, <laughs> even though I short-sold them. Uh, oh, God, well, yeah. yeah. The first points Randy's ever got, and you short-sold them. <laughs> exactly. I can open a bottle on my forearm. I'm just bragging. <laughs> we're just talking about it. And also, when you said you were from a small town, how many people are from your town? Like 50,000? Mate, is that my small? town is 1,500 people. You got nothing. I think I should get the point. Because he lied in his intro. Uh, Next question. (laughs) In Sri Lanka, when would you throw a tooth into a tree in the presence of a squirrel? In Sri Lanka, when would you throw a tooth into the tree... Oh, fuck. It says the... In Sri Lanka, when would you throw a tooth into a tree in the presence of a squirrel? Arashmik outcasts. I'd like this question uh, stricken from record, given that Sindhu, your father, is uh, Tamilian. Uh, he's a Tamil from India, a.k.a. Okay. Sri Lankan's haters. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. I thought I was smart for a second. <laughs> it well, turns out. Just racist. Just, just racist. racist. Just racist. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'd like a point That's... for Avery being racist. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I do know the answers. I'm sorry. I, I know the answers to every question. <laughs> I, I would like to th- short sell this one. That's <laughs> when little uh, kids lose uh, their baby teeth. So they throw it and get some sort of money. It's some sort of tradition, and it's not from a fight. The squirrel is basically like uh, what the tooth fairy is here in the West. I'm sorry, could you say squirrel again? We couldn't squirrel. understand. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. We can still okay. detect an accent. I'm from an Orashmik. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I actually know what this is, yes. and it's in Sri Lanka. Uh, they don't have dogs as pets. They have uh, squirrels, and when they are... <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> when they are out of tennis balls to throw, they take one of their teeth and they throw it up the tree for the squirrel to fetch and then retrieve. It's, the kids love it. And that is my confident answer. Right. Okay. Is that your final answer, downward facing mates? No, come on, Sydney. Oh, Save sorry. me, mate. Uh, no, I, I'm just going to go with they take the teeth of someone who is unwell or dead and throw it to a tree because that's how their spirit gets better because a squirrel takes it to like spirit hospital and they get better. That's really cute. So it's, yeah, it's at a different point in your life than what Radu was saying with the squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to know how to feel about an Indian person taking the piss out of a Romanian person's accent, isn't it? (laughs) Sort of like, I don't know. 
Stay out of it, Deb. It's not our fight. She's been in the UK for longer, <laughs> so you should root for me. <laughs> I was mind. When would you throw a tooth into a tree in the presence of a squirrel? When you're making a wish. When you're making a wish? Like a squirrel to Terran? A squirrel to Terran. I really want to say squirrel again. I think I think <laughs> I got it this time. So squirrel to Terran, uh, wish, anything else hive mind? You want the squirrel to bury the tooth and that brings good luck. You want the squirrel to bury the tooth and that brings good luck. Because there's that whole other Sri Lankan tradition of training squirrels uh, <laughs> to bury stuff. So I think that's great. Why didn't you say that for our answer? <laughs> So if you think you make a wish, Buzz now, if you think it's a squirrel deterrent, Buzz now, if you think the squirrel will bury the tooth and something good will happen, Buzz now. Oh, they've really got behind the bury the tooth. Um, in fact, Radu was right. In Sri Lankan tradition, they don't have the tooth fairy, they have the tooth squirrel. And the tradition is to throw your lost tooth into a tree when it's around. In Spain, you have the tooth mouse. What's the tooth mouse called, Ned? It's called a Ratocinto Perez, and it was invented for the King of Spain in 1894 when he was a child. And yeah. they also have the tooth mouse in Paris. Yeah, they do. In so, I mean, the whole of France gets they, the tooth mouse, yeah, um, not just not the pr- they, rich they Parisian children. They certainly do. It's called Le Bon Petit Cerie. It's because Cerie is a homonym of mouse and smile. Do we know that that's why, or did they just happen we to We are be? certain. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not certain, I don't think. We are that's, 100%. That's, I spent over a minute looking at it on the internet. Um, no, and the Ned, internet never no, lies. No. But Ned. it's weird. Actually, England and kind of Canada, all the kind of Anglophone world, is really weird in not having a rodent as their kind of tooth fairy. It is weird that we don't want rodents near our mouth, isn't it? It's really weird. So most places have a rodent. It's us that's weird for having a fairy. Yeah. What about a tooth weasel? (laughs) (laughs) What about a a canine stoat? I could go on. What about an incisor ferret? (laughs) (laughs) What about a mole mole? (laughs) She does. That's a good one. If you keep digging. Exactly. Uh, how could a wobbly tooth get you a place on the Turkish national football team? Down my uh, facing mates. If you could play a song on it. <laughs> like if there were different amounts of wobbliness, you could get a different tombra from each. Sindhu, do you have anything? Yeah, I was going to say, can we just repeat the question? I was only processing it. And... <laughs> okay, we're going to do this round and then we can go home. <laughs> Arashmic outcasts. I think you can be, you can become a goalkeeper because it's obviously you're not afraid to catch the balls with your hands and also with your face. <laughs> ah, you're not afraid of a header. All right, downward facing mates. I just want to say I think that if you have a wobbly tooth, it means you're very brave. And I think you can have any position on the football team, not just goalie. All right, uh, bravery. Hive mind. How could a wobbly tooth get you a place on the Turkish national football team? The manager's a dentist. The manager is a dentist. You get in the dentist chair. Give her the points. Whatever it is, give her the points. You talk your way in. Okay, manager's a dentist. Anyone else? It's good luck. Good luck to have a wobbly tooth. You look intimidating. Because you look intimidating. Okay, hive mind, anything else? Squirrels are good on the football field. Squirrels are good on the football field. Okay, if you think the manager is a dentist, buzz now. If you think it's good luck, so you might just get your wish, buzz now. If you think you look intimidating, buzz now. And if you think it's because squirrels do well on the football field, buzz now. 
in fact, it's because people in Turkey bury their teeth in a football field. According to folklore, you can aid your child's prospects by burying their teeth in certain places. If you want them to become dentists, you bury them under a dentist's surgery. This applies to umbilical cords as well, and a uh, famous Turkish striker, Barak Yilmaz, his father buried his umbilical cord in the football pitch of the team in Antalya, and he now plays for Turkey. I could say and do you know, anymore. if you want your child to be happy, you bury your umbilical cord under a Turkish delight? <laughs> End of the round. What's the score, please, Ned? In third place, with no points, it's a downward-facing mate. Yes, mate! You deserve that. (laughs) In second place, with five points, it's a hive mind. And running away with it with 20 points, despite short-selling their answers, (laughs) it is Orash Meek Outcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next round is everyone's favorite round. What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In Mongolia, they say, you look like you've licked a hot stone. (laughs) Or Ashmik outcasts. No idea, but... (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that the Mongolian warlord, Genghis Khan, after they conquered an enemy, sometimes they would take the dead bodies of their enemies and stack them like cordwood and then put wood on top of that and then eat dinner on top of all that. Have you been reading my notes? (laughs) (laughs) That's horrifying. It is. What did they mean, though? What did Genghis Khan mean, though, when he said, 
you look like you've licked a hot stone. I don't know, but whatever it was, it was probably good. He's a very wise man, very smart. <laughs> good builder, too. Uh, the person he was talking to was trying to hide something. Ah, okay, trying to hide something. So yeah. if you're trying to hide something, you've licked a hot stone. Yeah, it's to do with walking on hot coal. People walk on hot coals and pretend like it's not hot. Then you lick a hot stone and you pretend like it's not... You I feel like we might the have the points coal. on this one. Okay, downward facing mates. Is it someone who stutters? Like, uh, 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 no. <laughs> no. Wow, what an inclusive impression. No, not someone who no. has a stutter. When you stutter over your words, when you're like, you know when you read something, you're like, has, 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 wait, sorry. wait, I have an example. Say squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many points do we have? No, wait, no, okay, but I have one. Does it mean that you seem very uncomfortable? Seem uncomfortable? Yeah, when okay. I say uncomfortable, I mean like you seem sheepish uncomfortable. You know, like that kind of uncomfortable. Like you're trying to hide something and you can't really say it out loud. Which you're you're uncomfortable, but you mean uncomfortable by your secret. Okay, do you have one more quick one, Avery? Yes. Is it that you're getting a bit too big for your britches? You think you're all fancy? Because the rest of us are happy with cold stones. <laughs> ah. <laughs> too big for your britches. Hive mind. What do you think it is? In Mongolia, they say you look like you've licked a hot stone. You're talking too much. You're talking too much. What about biting the tongue because you have to restrain? restrain. Uh, you're biting oh. your tongue. Or, or sexy, sexy talk. Sexy talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you lick the hot stone, you're like, oh, what? Yeah. 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 Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit Fifty Shades of Mongolia, that. <laughs> uh, anything else, Hive Mind? So you've been caught gossiping? Caught oh. gossiping. Okay. Also a good one. All right. So if, if you think it's talking too much, Buzz Now. If you, <laughs> if you think it's, you've got to bite your tongue, Buzz Now. If you think it's sexy talk, Buzz Now. And if you think it's court gossiping, Buzz Now. In fact, it's someone who's been around the block. You've seen a lot of things. You've seen it all. You've done it all. You look like you've licked a hot stone. <laughs> Okay, that makes no sense at all. It just all. sounds like someone who doesn't understand a hot stone massage. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me because licking a hot stone is actually the last item on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> In Finland, they say, let me show you where a chicken pees from. Well, <laughs> downward facing mates. Is that a question or just a statement? <laughs> let me show you where a chicken pees from. It means, let me tell you something you are never going to believe <laughs> is that way. Okay, all right, Arash make outcasts. Well, as we all know, chickens only have one hole. It's called a cloaca, and everything comes out of there, eggs, feces, urine. So... Well, that sounds like hot stone tongue sexy talk over there. <laughs> it all comes out of the one hole. So I think if someone held a chicken above you and you were looking up at it to see the cloaca, odds are good with that much traffic that something would come out at you. So is it like, let me get a small flightless bird to defecate on your face? Oh, okay. Which is a kind of sexy talk, depending on what you're into. Do you agree? Uh, I think it's to do with uh, how cold it is in Finland, and that's what guys say to each other before they go and pee outside. 
You mean guide so, chickens or just guides? Like <laughs> sort of like an invitation. Let's stop for a pit stop and pee on the highway. And they say, let me show you where the chicken why pees chicken? for. Why chicken? Why That's super just, creepy. It's very cold outside. So why don't they just say, let me show you where I pee from? Come. <laughs> In Finland, hive mind, they say, let me show you where a chicken pees from. What does that mean? Let me show you the way it's done. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Or the pee hole? Take off your rose-tinted glasses. Take off your rose-tinted glasses. Uh, keep them on, the feces is going to go in there. <laughs> I'll tell you something unbelievable. Okay, all right. If you think it's, I'll tell you something unbelievable, buzz now. If you think it's, take off your rose-coloured glasses, buzz now. If you think it's chicken or egg, buzz now. And if you think it's, let me show you how it's done, buzz now. It is, you are correct. Wow. It's let me show you how it's done. In Iceland, they say, I'm playing chess with the Pope. What does that mean? Downward facing mate. You're actually a bear doing a shit in the woods. <laughs> okay. I'm freestyling. Yep. Okay, can you, sorry, say it again, I'll answer. I'll answer like In I was In Iceland, listening. they say, <laughs> he's, uh, he's playing chess with the Pope. What's he doing? Is he, is he going to the toilet? <laughs> that sounds like a good euphemism. Where's John? Oh, he's playing chess with the Pope, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it sounds like it. It's, okay. I mean, it's Sim- almost definitely wrong. But I, let's just remember that I've been funny today. I haven't been correct. <laughs> Very funny. Sindhu, do you agree? Playing chess with the Pope is dealing with someone that you cannot cross. Or yep. questioning their religion? I don't know. No, I'm asking. Hey, don't get cranky with me. I'm no. just trying to get the right answer here, no, mate. Because we we're know on po- zero points. No, I know, I know, I know. It's driving me crazy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Okay, dealing with someone you can't cross are Ashmic outcasts. Is it that you're in a no-win situation because the odds are stacked against you? Because, of course, if you're playing chess with the Pope, that guy's got way too many bishops. <laughs> Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Between You're that welcome. and molar moles, it's been a strong afternoon. <laughs> okay, hive mind. If somebody uh, said that somebody was playing chess with the Pope, what would they mean? You're trying to screw me and I know it. You're trying to screw me and I know it. That was effortless. You've been sitting on that for a while. That wasn't. You've been in audiences all over the country. You're like, finally, it's my time to shine. <laughs> That um, wasn't an answer to the question. He really does think you're trying to scream yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, Hive Mind? Playing with danger. Playing with danger. You're wasting your time. Wasting your time. Mm. Procrastinating. Oh, oh, Facebook. Procrastinating. Yes. <laughs> okay, so if you think it's trying to screw me, and I know it, buzz now. If you think it's playing with fire, buzz now. If you think it's wasting time, buzz now or procrastinating buzz now. In fact, Felicity Ward had it, it's going to the loo. Oh! Yes, mate! Yes! Yeah. But it's... In everyone who doubted me, dirty 
Birdies face, yeah. Yes. It is specifically, though, a number two. It's not peeing. Don't care, mate. It's, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just clarifying for the Playing edification of the, the group. Pope. What's the origin of this, Ned? It's thought that it might come from anti-Catholic resentment in the country. and um, There is a possibility there. Yeah, <laughs> a small possibility. It's been going... I messaged someone from Iceland about this to see whether it was true, because it seemed too good to be true. And they were like, oh, yeah, we say that the whole time. And they had loads of information as well, so clearly they love it. It's come from the <laughs> mid-19th century. That's the earliest documented use of it. And it's thought that it might be a reference to um, the plop after the last Catholic bishop had his head cut off and thrown into the sea. And it's the end of the round. Yes! What's the score, please, Ned? Downward facing mates are still in third place but have improved with 10 points. Yes! Yeah! The Hive Mind are now up to 15 points. And Arajmik Albus is still ahead with 20 points. Mate, we are the cool runnings of this show. We are the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team, including the Hive Mind, has come prepared with a question based on their culture or family background to make their painful childhood memories finally pay off. So, downward-facing mates, do you have a question for Arashmik outcasts? We do indeed. Before I got married, why did my father accost my husband when he saw him carrying flip-flops and an umbrella? What does a cost mean? <laughs> Jump out at, you know, yeah. sort of yeah, like okay. attack. Yeah. Attack, ambush. yeah. Ambush, yeah. It is part of a, it's not, this isn't just specifically something happened to Cindy one day. So this he is had, something so that happens hus- in India. Your future husband had to have flip flops and an umbrella Absolutely. with him. Absolutely. And then your dad had to accost him. Yeah, in fact, it's a custom. So, you know, all husbands and all dads are doing this. So, sort of threaten him that he, if he won't, because flip-flops sort of mean you're not working? I mean, you're ins- now you're insulting my culture. <laughs> so you can't just, and an um, umbrella sort of means like protection, you can't just protect and not work, you have to work. Is it just that flip-flops are annoying? <laughs> Sindhu, what's the answer? The answer is that this is part of a South Indian marriage custom where the groom-to-be enacts a role-play where he is trying to run away to the mountains to become a scholar instead of getting married, and the bride's father stops him and has to convince him to stay, and it's a huge drama, and because he's going away to the mountains, he needs to have flip-flops, otherwise in India you're barefoot, but it's a long journey, and it's very sunny, and we don't want to get any more tanned, so we uh, put the umbrella up or it might rain. So those are the two things he's taking with him, and the bride's father jumps out and says, don't go, I have a beautiful daughter, please marry her. And he says, no, I'm going, and they have this whole drama. And finally he gets convinced because the bride is shown to him and she is so stunning. That's lovely. And did you then have to pop out? And he, and he had to well, say... Well, you're not allowed to really pop out and show yourself. You have to be very shy, and he takes a sidelong look. And then the bride's father jumps out at him along with the whole village. So it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> It's and kind and of your father and your husband did this? Yes, of course, absolutely. It's called Kashi Yatra, which is the trip to Kashi, which is up in the Himalayas where all the scholarly types go and you know, sit in a loincloth and all that jazz. But it was hilarious because obviously my husband is Danish. So the whole thing... <laughs> I mean, 
the Danes were just like, what is happening? And Wait, was my, he just going to the beach one day and an entire no. Indian village jumped out of the beach? And everyone's like, not now, not now. He said, oh, I'm just going to the shops to get some milk. And he said, oh, quick, quick, can you just take these flip-flops and umbrella? No, no, it was all given to him. And it was funny, though, because he was Danish. He was like, no, I want to marry her. They're like, shh, 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 don't say that. <laughs> So he was like, oh, okay, fine. Anyway, don't like needy, mate. I don't want to be rude and suggest no, that, that this could be improved in some way. But I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be a scholar, maybe take a book as well. <laughs> no, because it's all internal work. A Rashmik outcast, do you have a question for the hive mind? So earlier on when I said I was a transgender woman, I said I was different from uh, typical women. And I didn't know if the crowd would be familiar with the term cisgender, C-I-S. Where does cis come from? So cisgender refers to people whose gender identity matches their gender assigned to them at birth. Where does the word cis come from? Yeah. What's the origin? Because they come from chemistry. Chemistry? Yeah, I, I think the way that molecules are arranged, oh, the atoms are arranged in the molecules, if there are two things on the same side, they're called cis, and if there are an opposite side, they're called trans. Same side cis and opposite trans. Anyone else want to chip in? Uh, do you, will you <laughs> that get, one's going to mess with that will one. Will you so. get behind? <laughs> are you going to get behind that? Buzz now, if you're going to get behind that. Is that correct, Avery? Yeah, isomers. Yeah, that's mm. absolutely 100% correct. Yes. Rad. Yay. So in the same way that you can say the trans-Pennine Express, you can actually say cis-Pennine, which is this side of the Pennines, as opposed to trans-Pennine, the other side of the Pennines. I don't know why you want to inject gender politics into transport. But... <laughs> well, sometimes it's called transport, but the opposite of that is cisport. <laughs> That's where you just stay at home. Yeah, yeah. It's like a staycation. Cisport. Hive mind, do you have a question for downward-facing mates? Yes. In France, who or what delivers the eggs on Easter Day? Is it a chicken that has a paint box? (laughs) And when it gives birth, it paints little eggs and then delivers them, and it's a sacrifice... Yeah, and when it gives birth through its, what was that? Quakola? Quakola. No, but maybe it's little baby chickens. Like, you know, the little yellow ones. <laughs> I'd love to say yes and, to that. And when it no. delivers it, it says, let me show you where I pee from. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that the case? Is that exactly and, the answer? I would love for that to be the answer, but no. <laughs> what is the answer? It's church bells. They chime and then the eggs fall from the sky and miraculously do not hit any children's head and neatly land in the grass. I was about to go, that's weird. And then I went, hang on, we've got a bunny with a basket and opposable thumbs apparently (laughs) that has a list and like a geographical map of going, okay, we need eight eggs here made of chocolate. I don't make chocolate because I'm a rabbit. I actually don't produce anything except for my fur when I'm skinned by humans. But yet the church bells are weird. I'm yeah, sorry, forget about children's heads. I'm worried about my car. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> Down-facing mates are in third place with 15 points. Orashmic outcasts now in second place with 20 points. And the hive mind are ahead with 25 points. Wow. And can we just point out... That's the loudest you've cheered all day. <laughs> Next 
Next up is the Game Changer round. This is the round in which we ask a question about a marginalized group who outsmarted their overlords and changed the game. There's only one question, but it's worth double points. If you are the losing team, this is your chance to change the game and create a panel show revolution. If you're in the lead, it's your chance to become an evil overlord. We had the science behind the birth control pill in the 1930s, but we didn't have the actual pill until the 1960s. What changed? This shape. I reckon it was like a star shape. And every time women tried to swallow it, they would choke and die. It was like a... And they're like, oh, no, what are we doing wrong? It was and like a jagged little pill. It, it was like a jagged little pill. That's ironic. And they had it like... They had one hand in their pocket, and then... And it is... I mean, it's something that we, we ought to know anyway, but... You live, you learn. You know, yeah! Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, how... How many so, Alanis Morissette songs are there? Very uh, topical, actually, because yes. did you see she's in the news? Is it because she looks younger now than she did no, 20 years ago? No, because someone took money off her, right? Yeah, her accountant embezzled uh, seven million pounds. He apparently had one hand in her pocket as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so can I just ask, was the question that you had the research in the 30s, but you only got the pill in the 60s? Yes. What changed? Mm. What changed so that we could have the pill? Uh, women had to work. There was a better attitude as well as necessity for women to go to work, and that's why they had the pill, because it was a very big part of women being freed up from the household. I mean, the 60s, the 60s was just a time of revolution. Everything was changing. You know, the, you remember you were there. <laughs> <laughs> These young people are so rude. Lib, so basically. rude. Hive mind. We had the research in the 30s, but we didn't have the pill till the 60s. Why not? Women's liberation. Women's liberation. But in what form, women's liberation? Sex all over the show. Sex all over the show, okay. Yes. Love the dirty femo in the front, yeah. Was it because a woman funded it? A woman funded it? Was it because the trials got better and there weren't so many women, or there were a few women that died when it first came out? They improved the science, okay. So if it's women's lib, buzz now? If it's the improved the trials buzz now, if it's that a woman funded it buzz now. Correct. Wow. Uh, feminists actually, feminists funded the pill. The science was available in 1939, but no one would fund it. And in 1951, Margaret Sanger, the founder of the American birth control movement, found funding via Catherine Dexter McCormack, who was a feminist and philanthropist, and the drug was developed. And she actually had her mother put an umbilical cord under the bank and put that in <laughs> she found the money. The final round is our quick fire round. Playing for the hive mind. Gabriel from Romania. Ode from France. Diane from Britain. Fingers on buzzers. And Ned, could you start the timer? In Canada, they say we have nine months of winter and three months of... Autumn. Bad winter. No. <laughs> in Denmark, you can only burn one nation's flag. Which nation? Sweden. It's actually Denmark. In Japan, the grapes of wrath was translated as angry... Berries. It's raisins. <laughs> Close enough. In English, we say, you're caught with your pants down. In Sweden, they say, you're caught with your beard in the... Milk. Mailbox. <laughs> starts with M. It starts with M. Which country's national broadcaster is called CCTV? China. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say China because someone in the audience yelled out China. Uh, uh, it's going to the hive mind. It, it is correct. It's China Central Television. Right Where was the pavlova invented? 
Sadly, New Zealand. Correct. Uh, everyone thinks it's Australia, but it's New Zealand. Which mythical creature is Scotland's national animal? Unicorn. Correct. I mean, have some self-esteem, Scotland, really. What song, when put through Albanian Google Translate, comes out as Build Me Up Baby Toad? Bob the Builder, can we fix it? It's Build Me Up Buttercup. Which country has the highest density of metal bands in the world? Yes. Finland. Yes, correct. In ancient Babylonia, what did the high priest have to do to the king once a year? Make fun of him. Yes, strip him naked and slap him in the face. Ah. <laughs> Which mythical creature is Scotland's national animal? Unicorn. Correct. Yes. I mean, I have was... some self-esteem, Scotland, really. I would have and that's would have... time. And it's the end of the show. Yay! Yay. What's the scars, please, Ned? Downward facing mates unfortunately ended in third place, but with 15 points. Yeah! Hey, how many were they worth? Yeah, because we were 15 I and then two. she got two of the. I'll fight you, mate. Ned, dude. I'll got Pavlova and Unicorn. Yeah. yeah, but you got minus points for me for getting to put them on. Um, <laughs> in, third the place, in third place with a fantastic 25 points. Yes! It was a downward facing mate. Great stuff. Uh, and in second place. It was Arashmik Outcast with 35 points. The winner was The Hive Mind with 45 points. Demonstrating that diversity works. (laughs) And while comedians are funnier than regular people, regular people are cleverer than comedians. Congratulations to our winners who successfully pillaged the globe like cultural Vikings and commiserations to our losers who have the satisfaction of knowing they didn't culturally appropriate anything, including facts. (laughs) And I'll leave you on this thought from Russia. Hunger is not your aunt. It will not bring you a pie. Please give it up for Radu Isaac. Adrian Sen. Felicity Ward. Sinji V. Ned Sedgwick in Pets Corner. Mark Hodge on keyboard. Your good selves, the high fines. I've been Deborah Francis White. Good night. You have been listening to Global Pillage, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions are set by Ned Sedgwick. Music is by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Blundy Lazimbra. Producer for the Spontaneity Shop is Tom Selinski. Thanks to Zoe, Meta, Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.